0: One two three, check check. Are we on? Can I do this thing? <laughs> so here we go. Let's just jump on in. Welcome to our Technicolor Life podcast with Carrie and Jeff. Ha ha! How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are rolling. Yeah. And after so many years of people asking us, "Hey, why don't you have your own show?" Well, this is. <laughs> As close as we could a few, get. A
1: few people ask us why, why we don't have our own show.
0: <laughs> well, if you are one of those few that did say, hey, I would watch a show or I would listen to a show, here you go. Our Technicolor Life podcast, this is just for you. So we thought we would get together um, once, once a week and chat about what's going on in the world of our Technicolor Life and spend some time with you fine folks.
1: Yeah, this is, this is kind of your idea, so we'll see what happens
0: I think it's a brilliant idea
1: Well, you know you've had lots of ideas so <laughs> we'll see if this one pans out
0: so <laughs> some have some haven't <laughs> we thought for this first episode that we would start at the beginning because if you are not familiar with us you might be like who the heck are these people and what exactly is our technicolor life so how would you explain our technicolor life in a nutshell to somebody you just met
1: well, I mean, we are uh, two uh, kindred souls in that uh, we, um, I guess, very creative. Uh, we both have a very creative side. Um, we uh, we both love vintage uh, clothes, um, the vintage aesthetic. Um, we love travel. We love music. Um, we... Uh, uh, we, uh, even though our age difference, and some of you listening, and probably if you've seen <laughs> pictures of us, you probably thought, wonder how old he is. Hey,
0: it worked <laughs> for Bogey and Bacall. We have the exact same age gap, and it worked for them.
1: Yes, yes, it's true, it's true. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a little bit of an age gap there, but still, you're such an old soul that it, it works. And um, we, we both love history. I mean, there's just so many things that uh, kind of pulled us together and we'll talk more about how we met and all that
0: it's true so uh we've kind of created this unique world for ourselves and with all of our various i don't know side businesses and, and, and endeavors we kind of stumbled upon a brand and we decided to call ourselves our technicolor life which includes picture you know our vintage tv logos is what i always like to use as our umbrella and then on that vintage TV are our channels. So we've got the tea. If you don't know us, we run the old Capitol Tea Room out of our home in downtown Corridon. It's travel. We have a travel blog and we have, well, we've had two trailers in mm-hmm. the not so long trailer that's kind of got its own little travel blog going. We are entertainment. We've got two bands. Rosie and the Rockabillies is like a old school rock and roll kind of classic and standards, and the Ten Pan Alley Cats is our 20s band. And we do art and just have this kind of vintage lifestyle. So that is our Technicolor life in a nutshell. Mm, Yeah. And (laughs) we could go into each one of those topics in depth. Uh, and we'll see if anybody's listening at that point but
1: yeah. <laughs> we've, we've had a lot of other hairbrain schemes too that didn't uh, didn't work out and and we've still got a few more that we're I say you know, we, we're, we're going to hatch them so i don't know we've been sitting on them for a while but i think we're going to hatch them
0: i think it's time yeah well so, this is this is
1: one you had you wanted to do a podcast so i'm along for the ride
0: and listen to that velvety radio voice yeah well somebody has a career in radio I, I think I once upon a time so I that's did. something that we've always talked about and I think it's funny because if you if you don't really know us and maybe you just follow us on social media you think because um, I know I've gotten this question a lot uh, do you just guy you guys just go around and do Lucy and Desi all day <laughs> Yeah, it's like I wish yeah. that paid the I bills wish, it, it doesn't uh, but I think this is very fascinating so tell everybody about your regular day job because we do have regular jobs. I know it seems like we're just gallivanting no, all the no, time.
1: We, we have to have something that pays the bills. It's
0: true. So,
1: and, and we've got a lot of bills at times. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I've worked in uh, rail transportation for 25 years now. Uh, prior to that, I was a uh, public relations director at a local electric utility. But um, my dad got me into rail. He started this little business about 25 years ago after he retired from Henry Vote Machine Company. He wanted something to do in his retirement years, a kind of a little hobby that would kind of you know, give him something to piddle around with. And at the time when he retired, Henry Vote Machine Company had a few rail cars sitting out back that they weren't using anymore. They were needing a lot of maintenance and repairs. So... He and this other fella uh, decided, you know, why don't we just buy these cars and you can manage them, Harry, in your spare time. That's his dad. That's my dad. (laughs) So they bought five cars. And the idea was that this would keep dad, you know, busy and give him a little something to to play with in his retirement years. Well, it just snowballed. Um, Once they had the five, they finally found out that other people wanted more cars so they had people say well do you have five more do you have 10 more Do you have 20 more uh so they approached a uh, rail car manufacturer in pennsylvania and they started building more rail cars for dad and and kent oiler was his partner Um, so that basically is where it started and today uh, now dad is basically totally retired um, uh, my dad is still with us, thank God, but he uh, he does still come into the office maybe once every couple of weeks. but pretty much I manage the office now and we've got over five hundred heavy duty cars that we manage throughout North America, which would be you know United States, Canada, and Mexico. And throughout the day, what I do is keep track of the cars, make sure that they're moving, make sure they're making money um, on a daily basis, I'm just working with shippers and the railroads to keep the cars moving and going to whatever spot they need to go to to load load next. So that's what I do on a daily basis.
0: And I think that is fascinating. It's one of those jobs that You realize stuff has to get moved around, but you don't realize that kind of job exists with these trains moving these things that weigh, what, hundreds and hundreds of tons? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, these are not just standard rail cars. These are heavy-duty rail cars. In fact, if you were sitting at a railroad crossing, you could see, you know, rail car after rail car pass by and it would be very unlikely you would ever see one of our cars.
0: It's never one of those cars. I always ask him, I'm like, we're sitting at a <laughs> stop. I was like, is that one? Is that one of your cars? Because I, I, this is one of the other things that I think is so cool. Is that I've always loved trains, and then finding out that you worked with trains when we started dating, it was just like, ah, oh, this is another, yeah. this is another sign that <laughs> it's yeah. meant to be. But I have yet to see one of your cars in person go by on the track, and I haven't either. I mean, I,
1: I've never seen one of them moving down the rail. I've, I've seen them in rail yards sitting still, but I've never seen one pass in front of me. Um, they generally are carrying hundreds of tons of whatever product that and, and a lot of our cars handle huge transformers we've moved stuff for nasa we've moved stuff for the military uh we move huge cranes we've moved uh engine steam engines old steam engines uh so it's it's big heavy stuff that you can't move generally on the road uh because of That's too big. Well, yeah, and it would (laughs) would be a headache. It would be a nightmare to try to move anything like that on the road. Now, you will see at times on the road some blades that you might think, wow, those are huge, huge blades. And they're windmill blades. And they do transport those on the road. We handle all the other components of the wind power industry. We don't handle many blades because, like I said, they're generally over the road, but we handle the nacelles, we handle the hubs, we handle everything else as far as the structure itself of the windmills. So a lot of our cars are used in the wind industry as well as in the power industry as far as transformers. So that's primarily where our cars are. Are utilized.
0: So there you go. He's more than just a pretty face. We don't just go around uh, <laughs> pouring tea and being Lucy and Desi and whatever else people think we do. There is a little bit more of method to our madness. But So we do that during the week. You do trains. And I have a hodgepodge of different art endeavors and publications that I'm working on. I've kind of transitioned to becoming a full-time illustrator. And author in between the tea parties. So we kind of make our way through the week. And then on weekends, we either have some kind of tribute show or we have a a themed tea party or maybe we are taking the trailer out. A lot of different things that we hopefully will get into further in our podcast of our Technicolor Live but that's, that's kind of the plan. We'd like to just chat with you guys every week and tell you a little bit about what's going on. And we thought for this first episode, because you said something a minute ago, and it just reminded me of our very, well, I guess it was our first date at Akiko's, and it involved singing Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> but that could, be, that could be in this episode um, a little bit later, because we thought we would share how we met. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, we're we're theater people. So we met in the theater. Um, and it it was 2008?
0: It was a while ago because this year we celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary.
1: Yes. 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 So, (laughs) and
0: he's um, even cuter than the day I met him. Yeah. (laughs) Okay,
1: all right. But anyway, we, uh, we did
0: meet in Man Theater.
1: And actually, our first kiss was on stage. And it was forced upon us by our director.
0: Oh, was I don't it, know. I was waiting well, for were, it. You were waiting <laughs> for it. I was like... I had my eye out on, okay, yeah. when are we going to get to that footbridge? Yeah. So, wait, back up a little bit, because oh, uh, we technically met... Uh, The fall of 2008
1: 2008.
0: at Clarksville Little Theater. Mm -hmm, Right. One of my favorite shows. I don't care how hokey it is. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting next to Adam Ponape. Spoiler (laughs) Millie did not claim Adam Ponape in the real life version. Martha Dempsey did. I still remember my oh, name. Oh
1: bless my beautiful heart. Hey, whoa, whoa! I don't know what kind of rating we have for this
0: podcast yet, so keep it, keep it PG. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but anyway, we met doing. Uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I was just one of the brides, and of course he was the hunky leading male. Yeah, whatever. And uh, (laughs) I distinctly, we've talked about this before, I said hi to you backstage, and you totally ignored me. (laughs) You did. I vaguely
1: remember (laughs) seeing you as I passed by. And I don't think I was, you know, I don't think I was rude or anything. I just don't think at the time I thought anything about it because I knew how young you were.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had my eye out. And we did have a little moment at the beginning of your opening song where everybody, it was kind of like one of those city scenes where you're kind of introducing the characters. And I would walk out on stage and I kind of was like flirting with you as you were coming into town. And you would always (laughs) wink at me. And I thought, oh, I wonder if he winks at everybody. It was in, it was in the script. <laughs> oh my gosh, spoiler. <laughs> I'm kidding. I oh, know. taking a hole. But wasn't. anyway, so we we started doing that show, um, and then nothing really happened, and it wasn't until January of 2009 that we both went and auditioned for probably one of my favorites, favorite yeah. musicals of all time, The no. Music Man.
1: Music Man. At Mummers
0: yes. and Minstrels. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, was going out for Marion. Yes. And I remember you walking in, and I thought, there's Harold Hill. This is my chance. I think I, was,
1: I think I was the only choice they had. <laughs> because I remember getting a call saying, uh, Jeff, can you come out and audition? Because I, I don't know if we're going to have a uh, uh, male lead for this uh, musical. I said, okay, well, okay, I'll come out and audition. And so.
0: lo and behold, I tell him all the time, I knew, I just... I don't know. I had a sixth sense about it that I was not going to let you off that footbridge. <laughs>
1: just, she still sticks to that story to this day.
0: Uh, Ten years later, I think I'm right. I know, but but
1: the, the thing is, you said that you knew that you were going to marry me. Well, when was it? The Night of the Kikos? When did you say, or maybe was it was before that?
0: No, I think that was it. So okay, let's let's get to Akiko's. Okay. So uh, fast forward a little bit, we both get cast in the Music Man as Marion and Harold Hill. Um, G- <laughs> stuff, teacup stuff is falling over. <laughs> well, it was Teacup.
1: Okay. <laughs> our, our cat is called Teacup.
0: Yes. Um, anyway, we both are doing um, Music Man, and we're going going through rehearsals. And I, for one, couldn't wait to do the footbridge scene where I finally. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Harold is the one that is putting the moves on Marion, but <laughs> this librarian was anxious to get a hold of this traveling salesman, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until after rehearsal one night the director kind of pulled us aside and was like, "Let's go ahead and get the awkward like part out of the way. Just you two, just go ahead and kiss each other.
1: Yeah, just kiss, just kiss." I was like, "All
0: right." I was like.
1: I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so sorry for her.
0: <laughs> so here's the other funny thing. I thought I was being so obvious, and I've talked to some of my other girlfriends about this. You were oblivious to yeah, every yeah, well, every sign I was yeah. trying to give you. I, I was never good at picking up on signs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so we we finally had our kiss, and it was wonderful. And then the next rehearsal, we were doing the actual scene "Until the Till There Was You and out on the footbridge, like doing it as stage ready as we, we possibly could. And uh, I went in for the kiss. And you want to tell him what happened? <laughs>
1: you, you love to tell the story, do I think don't you? it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me look really sad. But yeah, I we, we had the kiss and... I totally forgot where I was, (laughs) what my lines were, and I just kind of froze right there on the footbridge. So, yeah, it
0: was... It was adorable. Yeah. And so where this Akiko's and Elvis comes in, so in my being kind of what I thought was very obvious, uh, at the theater where we were rehearsing is also where I used to play basketball. So if you didn't know, I used to play basketball a lot for a lot of different traveling teams and a lot of different leagues. And I knew that this particular school with the theater and gym combo had a gym that you could kind of, um, I don't know, request for a, a pickup game or something. So after rehearsal one night, I was like, hey, do you want to go shoot some hoops and we'll play play a couple of rounds of basketball because the gym is kind of attached to the theater. What do you think? And you agreed.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because at the time, I didn't know any of your backgrounds. So I really didn't know that <laughs> you were this big basketball <laughs> player in high school and I mean, if if you knew her today, and that's all you knew, was like the impression you have of her is what you see on Facebook, for example. <laughs> you would not think that she would play basketball and be this really gritty, tough player. But she's kind of gritty and tough and dirty.
0: Uh, competitive. Competitive.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that's, I guess that's another one. For it. So
0: we uh, we were playing some shooting some hoops. We played three games of 21 and a couple of games of horse, and the other kind of startling revelation that I had in chatting with you more outside of rehearsal was that you told me you were an Elvis impersonator.
1: Mm-hmm, I did, yeah.
0: So, kind of obsessed with Elvis. Yeah, you are. Have always loved Elvis. Mm. And when you told me that, I was like, oh, there's just, there's another another sign, okay. Uh-huh. And anyway, the we made a bet on the loser of the game would have to go to Akiko's. It's this little hole-in-the-wall karaoke bar in Louisville. Um, Loser would go to Akiko's and sing some Elvis.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, that was the bet.
0: And I will say, you sang some great Elvis that (laughs) night.
1: (laughs) Yep, I got beat really bad. (laughs) Really really bad? bad. (laughs) And I'm, I'm not like a cream puff or anything. I mean, you know, I... You're just you're fierce. I mean, you really are fierce. You were then. Now I bet I could take you to dance.
0: I don't think so. I bet I could. Oh this might I bet I could. The gauntlet has been laid. <laughs> yeah. I think we have a new we'll see. challenge. Yeah, we'll see. And this time I'll film it <laughs> just to have some further proof. Yeah. But that's that's kind of how it started. We have Music Man to thank mm-hmm. and having gone on from Music Man, we we've done I don't even know how many shows we've done since then. Probably like thirty yeah. musicals and theater yeah, I think performances. We figured, I think it
1: was close to thirty. We figured we had done together. Yeah. So and you've done some apart from me, and I've done a few apart from you. But primarily, when we when we do a show, we, we do it together. So, and then uh, we kind of got into other things and, and got out of theater and started doing theater in our house with your teas. So. That's true. <laughs>
0: So eventually I see us, and this might be a good time to talk about it. So if you are new to us, or if you've been on our website, www.rtechnicolorlife.com, you might notice there's a new section under podcast. And another feature of these episodes that we would like to do is for you to ask us questions. And we have... We get a lot of questions just on a a daily basis just by walking around town. But if there's (laughs) something that you've always wanted to know or something you want to ask us, there is a form underneath our podcast um, channel of our website and you can send us a question.
1: Oh, there you go. (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know, I'm sure. So. yeah. Do you want to talk more about now, like where we are now? We've talked a lot about, it, but the past. Yeah. But uh, a new
0: year. Let's, yeah. i us say 2024. Yeah. What do we got going on?
1: Uh. Well, I mean, you're, you're. I know you're right now uh, illustrating a new comic book or no, a new coloring book, right? Yes. Okay. We we've still got to work on the second edition or second. Um, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the camping critters. The camping critters. Yeah.
0: So we are doing...
1: The next chapter, We've
0: started to do a lot of our own books and coloring books and children's books. It's kind of been one of my projects I've wanted to pursue for a while. So my background is in art and painting and drawing. I studied art all through school, all through college. I was an art teacher for a while. And that's kind of where my happy place is. I realized, wait a minute, I can... Use all of the modern tools and technology that we have and take my ideas for all these different children's books and coloring books and kind of bring them to life. So in these past couple of months, I've been really focused on getting some of our books launched. So you know, we did four books last year.
1: Yeah, well, you did. I mean, yes.
0: So the one he was mentioning is called Camping Critters, Lucy and Ricky Raccoon by a camper. So I think you can maybe guess about that one. That <laughs> one is about our favorite couple, Lucy and Desi. And we wanted to change up the story a little bit. It's a combination of our favorite movie, the long, long trailer, of course, mm-hmm. starring Lucy and Desi. And we mix it with some of our travels and the renovation of our own camper that we call the Not So Long Trailer. So you follow Lucy and Ricky Raccoon through our experience of buying a trailer and redoing it, and then eventually this series will continue, and you meet Fred and Ethel Otter, and mm-hmm. they go on camping adventures, and those camping adventures will be reflective of the ones that we have taken WT, ourselves. Yeah,
1: so we know a little bit about what we're uh, talking about in the book, but yeah, uh, you you do great work, obviously, you've, uh, you've really kind of stepped it up this year, so. I know you, you've you been very busy with your, your coloring books, but we've also been getting ready for the new tea season. You've been talking about that. And I know a lot of people out there are asking, well, when you're gonna release the teas? When are you gonna? And just to talk a little bit about the tea room. Uh, this is something that you started, had an idea mm-hmm. um, eight years ago. This is our ninth season, right? This
0: will be coming up on our ninth year, ninth year if yeah. you can believe that.
1: So it was a little idea that you had. You you loved to do tea parties uh, when you were a child, and 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 I guess even into your adulthood. But anyway, uh, you collected teapots. And oh yes, tea sets and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> all so, the
0: accoutrements. <laughs> and and you would
1: have tea parties. You would have your friends over for oh, tea yeah. parties.
0: yeah, it started as like I would bring my girlfriends over and be like, hey, we're going to have a 1920s tea party, and just an excuse to dress up, an excuse to set. All the fancy little tea settings and the little demi-spoons and just slow down and have a fancy tea party with my girlfriends. Mm,
1: and from there?
0: And from there, it kind of was like, wait a minute. So at that time, I was working a a 9-to-5 job at uh, our local science center. And I had been in a lot of different non-for-profit 9-to-5 jobs. And they were they were okay, but I realized this is not where I'm supposed to be. It wasn't very... Creatively fulfilling. So you you gave me like the best words of wisdom. <laughs> I remember we were at that cabin in Nashville, uh, in Little Nashville, and you were like, "You hate it, just just quit." So at the time, I was like, "Oh, is that a thing I can do? Let's let's try it." And at the time, I was I was still selling. I've had a lot of odd jobs. Yeah, that a lot, could be an yeah, yeah. episode in and of itself. But right. at the time, I was selling a jewelry for this awesome jewelry company Chloe and Isabel and I had enough income coming from that that it was like wait a minute why why don't I quit doing this job that I don't like and we realized the way our house is situated and the location of it and it was before the bicentennial that was coming up
1: oh that's right yes we
0: realized there were going to be a lot more parades a lot more foot traffic so if you're not familiar with downtown Corridan well you should talk about Corridan it is the first state capital of Indiana
1: mm-hmm. yes
0: And the grounds for our house were very...
1: Historical in nature, yeah. I mean, the the grounds where our house now sits, it was called the Courthouse on the Hill, because a little uh, courthouse uh, was erected here on this corner where our house sits. It was just a little log cabin, basically. And they used that as the early courthouse for the state of Indiana. And this is where, on this property, where they wrote the Constitution for the state of Indiana. And then during that summer that they wrote it, uh, which was um, 1816, in June, it got warm and they decided to go and take the Constitution for everyone to sign, uh, all of the legislators that were there, to the big oak tree that was, or the big elm tree, I'm sorry, that was just down from our house or down from this corner about 300 feet. So they walked down and they sat under the uh, elm tree and that's where they signed the Constitution of the state of Indiana. And today you can still see the trunk of that tree. It's preserved and it's called the Constitutional Elm and it is just down from our house here in Corydon, which is, like I said, was the first state capital of Indiana. And then once the, it became a state, they moved it to uh, Indianapolis, so.
0: And the connection family-wise. I mean, yeah. when we started researching the property and the house and found about Dennis Pennington.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dennis Pennington, uh, my um, is, uh who passed away, she loved family history and genealogy and all that. So uh, she knew all about the, the genealogy of, the, of our family. And we are um, a descendant of Dennis Pennington, who was very instrumental. He was a, a Cordon native, um, a Cordon legislator that basically, I guess, engineered the, uh, the push for Indiana to become a, a state. So once they signed the Constitution, they wanted a, a nicer courthouse you know, to have a, a nicer look for the first state capital of Indiana. So they had hired Dennis Pennington to build the Capitol building on the square, mm-hmm. which the Capitol building still sits there. And you can come and see that another historic part of in, of Corridon. But in an uh, effort to pay him, they couldn't pay him everything they needed in cash because the coffers were kind of low. So they deeded him land and the land that our house now sits on was deeded to Dennis Pennington as partial payment for building the state capitol building that he had built in 1860.
0: Isn't that wild? So it's come full full circle. circle.
1: Full circle. So
0: I just think that's incredible. And it was another one of those things where it's like, I don't know, I feel like you and I are both like, well, let's give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. And we're both very ambitious and creative in that kind of thinking. So we thought, given that the house and the location and the bicentennial, let's open a tea room. And just see what happens. And I I love telling people that come to tea now. Here we are, you know, nine years later. When we first started, I had a totally different game plan (laughs) in mind. (laughs) Um, I thought we were going to be open two times a day, two tea settings (laughs) a day every Saturday and Sunday. I don't know who I thought was going to do all the dishes because, um, surprise, it's it's pretty much me doing all the dishes and the setting up all of the the formal play settings and whatnot. And then there wasn't even the demand for that. I think one of the first people that walked by when we were putting our sign up in the yard, they said, what's a tea room? It's like, oh, maybe we should start at the beginning. So we, we kind of rethought that. And we were doing pretty much afternoon tea parties. I don't even remember how many we did when we first started.
1: Yeah, it was just... Maybe um, like
0: 12 a year, I something was, like that? I, I don't
1: know. I thought it was every weekend for a while, wasn't it? I mean, when we first started
0: out. I wanted to go back and look in the archives. But anyway, we realized that's not really the best plan, so let's maybe reintroduce the idea of a tea room and being theater people. We had our own theater company at the time. We realized, okay, if people are like us, they love a good theme and maybe an excuse to dress up. So we started to theme our teas yeah. and we thought, okay, this will get people in the door to come experience a tea party by doing, I think one of our first one was haunted mansion. We did it? haunted yeah, mansion. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Um, Cause we love Halloween. So, oh, I can't wait until we get to Halloween stuff. We've got some time. (laughs) But we started theming the tea parties. And fast forward, nine years later, that's kind of what we're known for. That's
1: our niche. We do. That's your niche,
0: yeah. We do all kinds of different, either it's like a sing-along or it's a tribute show or it's trivia or story time. They're all interactive tea parties and you're meant to dress up and just escape for a while. You're at the Old Capital Tea Room.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's worked out really well. And we, obviously this past year when we sold out just about every tea within a that few minutes. That is wild. Of, <laughs> of making it known that that tea was available, which you can find out what teas are coming up on our website. And you can talk more about that later. But uh, we we don't have the schedule for this year yet. We're still working on it. But Carrie's still working on it. And uh, I got some new ideas, though, so I'm looking yeah. forward to it. We got some cool ideas. Soon,
0: well, there's so. a lot of stuff. This is kind of a good time that we're we're starting this podcast. It's like a year of first starting the first of the year off with some game plans and scheduling. We've got a lot of stuff that are kind of in the works. So like our website, it's tea, travel, entertainment, and art, and lifestyle. So during this time of year, we kind of go through all of our... Events and we schedule our camping trips. Mm-hmm. We start to fill in some of our fan favorite teas and some new edition teas. We're starting to work in some entertainment gigs and we've got some other like I don't know extracurricular things like uh, we've got our Lucy tribute show and a couple of different things already lined up in the fall. So we start we start kind of brainstorming this time of year and that's when I thought about the podcast yeah, so I've added it, to it's our a, workload it's something
1: else yeah to the plate there <laughs> as well.
0: but I think this will be good because then every week we'll check in kind of like what we do on a semi-regular basis we'll check in and see what's going on for the week
1: good for me actually see i'm thinking of you remembering (laughs) what we're doing and when we're doing it so even though i do put it on my phone most of the time
0: it's just just, a lot
1: yeah it's just a lot going on
0: and maybe this will help clarify like what is actually going on and what the heck is our technicolor life i keep Mm -hmm. seeing it post on on facebook and social media but i don't know really know what you guys are doing (laughs) you know
1: we probably need to give roger Fristo. A little bit of credit for
0: Oh, it. it's true. We didn't even talk about yeah. the origin of the name.
1: Because he commented on Facebook on one of our posts one time about you guys have such a technicolor life.
0: Ah, oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> like, Thank like, you, Roger. Thank
1: you, Roger. Yes. And so we, we took it, and we, that's that's where that came from. So it was, uh, it was cool, though. I thought that was very nice.
0: I like it. And yeah. it just kind of uniformed everything, because for a while, if you've been following us, we have... The camper page, not so long trailer. Uh, the tea room is the old capital tomb. We've got Rosie and the Rockabillies. We've got Ten Pin Alley Cats and Made in Kentucky is my art. And it was just like, I don't know how I was going to keep up with it. Because, well, I'll tell you, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really keep up with it until I realized we should have like an everything site. Mm. And that became the website. And then that became kind of like our umbrella for all of our channels. So we've talked our tea and a little bit about our travel and entertainment and art. Uh,
1: the uh, Probably the one that probably gets the most interest, I would think, outside of the tea room, mm-hmm. is our travel with our little trailer. Yes. So let's talk just a little bit about that. because Oh,
0: we could talk a lot about mm-hmm. it. I love our trailer.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so... Um, the first trailer. This is our second one. We had a, a one uh, prior to the current trailer, that uh, we had. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a little bit smaller, a little rougher. Uh, it was a more of a kind of a hybrid type camper, to where it popped out on the ends,
0: and and it was my first time camping. Uh, I mean, yeah. I tent camped maybe twice in college, and was like, no, I am not into this kind of activity. I am I'm a big glamper. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, you are.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, <laughs> I I grew up um when I was little, we started camping in tents and we would do a, a big trip and maybe a couple of smaller trips every summer. And we started with tents, then we graduated up to like a, a pop-up camper. And um, then we did like a, a hard shell camper that was kind of a hybrid. And then we did a regular camper. By that time, though, I was old enough to where I don't think I was even doing much camping with him. But anyway, that, that's where I experienced my, my love for camping was growing up and doing our big family vacations every summer so
0: and i rented the long long trailer when i was like seven or eight and was just fascinated that they had this house on heels and ever since i saw that movie i was like i want to camper like that i want to have my little house to just take wherever so here we go yeah. um met the love of my life and he made us the not so long trailer yeah
1: <laughs> yeah we uh we fixed that one, the newest one up. I, I, I fixed it up for our anniversary back in
0: 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2019. So the Not So Long Trailer 2 yeah. made its debut. In May of
1: 2019. I and guess. that
0: could be its own segment. Yeah. Uh, there's. I don't know if you've seen our before and after pictures, but that was, um, that was another thing that we are like two peas in a pod. We both like to repurpose and kind of salvage antiques or... Just, I mean, honestly, in some cases, some junk. (laughs) And we just repurpose it and make it useful again. So we found the trailer, the second one. Well, both of them. Did we find them both on Craigslist? Yeah, found
1: them both on Craigslist, yeah.
0: So we went and kind of... Well, the first one, we didn't really know what we were looking for, um, as this was kind of our trial trailer. But the second one, we had a better understanding of what we wanted and what we didn't want. So we didn't want any more pop-outs or... After driving for a long day, we wouldn't want to have all this extra stuff to set up as soon as we got someplace. So we we were looking at campers in mind that would require less setup.
1: Right, right. And a little bit more room. We didn't have a whole lot of room in the other
0: campers, In case you right? can't tell, I overpack.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. that That's a whole episode right there.
0: See, that's we have... Oh, my gosh. Right
1: there.
0: We have so much... Because
1: people would not believe the <laughs> amount of clothes that this woman has.
0: So that could be some questions. I'm sure? sure there'd be a lot of questions about that. Yeah, I'm sure there would be. <laughs> How probably, to pack probably for tiny spaces. actually, is well. what probably
1: do. But, you, know, you you've got enough clothes. Honestly, you could open a shop easily. And even if you didn't buy anything else, it would take you years to... Be able to sell off <laughs> what you've got.
0: And then I'd probably go back and, and buy. It. buy,
1: yeah, buy it.
0: <laughs> I have done that. I tried to sell some clothes. I, I did. And then in some cases, I regretted selling them and then went back and bought them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's insane trust me
0: but anyway we're talking about our trailer so that's something and again if you've got if you've got questions you can head to our website our technicolorlife.com under the podcast channel and you can send us a question so i know i'm kind of getting a kick out of us just reminiscing and talking about what's going on in our week but that that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you (laughs) send us send us your questions you can fill out that form um, and subscribe to the website. In the meantime, that website has been a labor of love over the last couple of years, trying to put our everythingness into one place so you can find out about our teas, our upcoming gigs, the latest art things. Um, I finally caught up on our newsletters. So good for you. yeah, if you like to read about us, it's on there. And if you want to hear from us, now there will be this feature. Oh.
1: And I guess since we're doing this weekly, we need to talk about like what we're doing right now this week. So, this coming weekend, we'll be going down to Tennessee for
0: Nash a Vegas. band gig. Yes, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I like I like having. A fun gig in January, because mm-hmm. usually January is our do-nothing month because yeah. we have just come off of our craziest season, October through December is pretty wild. Yeah. So January, when it's cold and dreary, we just want to stay home and watch basketball and do nothing. But we do have a really fun gig for Rosie and the Rockabillies with our friends with U.S. bus tours. We've worked with these people several times. We even went out to... Uh, oh, Nebraska, yeah. <laughs> that was not a fun trip.
1: Oof. There's not a whole lot going on in Omaha, but. Uh, in January. It's a, it's, a lov- I was say, it's a lovely city, but I'm sure it's much lovelier in summertime and not January because oh, God. that was rough.
0: It was bad. I didn't. I
1: honestly didn't know if we were going to make it out
0: there. <laughs> it was I mean, a blizzard. It was oh. not a good time to go out to Omaha, but it was such a good opportunity. And again, the U.S. bus tours people are so wonderful. They always put us up and make sure we have a, a lovely experience, and we love playing music for them. But when they reached out to us, golly, I guess this past June... And they asked us about playing in January. We were so thankful when they said Nashville. <laughs> yeah,
1: we get to stay in the Omni Hotel and play in the Omni I on like Saturday nights. So that's and that really
0: is our only big pressing thing. I've got right some mm-hmm. exciting news regarding some books coming up, but I will save that, uh, I guess, for a later podcast.
1: Yeah. And as we go on, I mean, I'm sure you can talk about some of the teas that we're you know formulating and thinking about throwing out there. So uh,
0: it's true. And this is kind of this is kind of my attitude for 2024 is like let's just try this and Mm -hmm. see what happens it doesn't have to be super formatted although I'm sure we will come up with some kind of format the more we go along and progress and we hear from you guys about what you want to know and what questions you have for us but I'm and, just keen to give it a go. And, and you know,
1: when you mention this to me, I'm like, ah, podcast. What what are we gonna talk about? But when I stop and think about everything that, that goes we on do, in a
0: single week? I know. Everything
1: <laughs> that we do and that we have done and that we plan to do, there is so much to talk about.
0: And I just wanted to hear your radio voice again. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Well, I think I think this is a good start and let us know what you think. Um If you hate it, I obviously don't want to hear from you. But (laughs) yeah. If you like it, let us know. Stop,
1: please.
0: Stop. (laughs) No, hopefully we'll hopefully
1: we'll be back next week. We will. We'll
0: see. Yeah. So, I guess this is um, Jeff and Carrie (laughs) signing off for our very first episode of our Technicolor Life podcast.
1: We probably don't need to be so formal when we sign off. Right? I know. We probably that's... Don't, we really don't need to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's just a podcast. and so We just say bye. We'll see you all next week.
0: We'll chat with you next week. Cue the outro music. Do-do-do-do-do-do.